We're back. W N B. Hello, welcome back to WNB Hey, the podcast where my mom and I, I'm, I'm Josie, this is where my mom and I stand the WNBA. Um, and of course, as we always say, sports radio will never be the same. I don't think it's ever going to recover. There aren't too many mother-son duos out here podcasting about the sports world so get ready y'all um mom somehow we are back with season three of this podcast incredible (laughs) what started as a pandemic hobby is still a hobby for us so it's nice when things endure (laughs) absolutely i didn't think i'd last this long let alone the podcast (laughs) so this is great mom is back uh healthier than ever we'll say yes um doing strong a real rebound if you want a basketball term there um yeah so very relieved um to be reunited on the pod mother and son um yeah and uh we didn't put out any social media that we were preparing to drop this new season so um just like that one beyonce album we're sort of just doing a surprise drop here to kick things off you remember that one Beyonce album, Mom, where no, she didn't dear. tell anyone, and, and then she had a full album. She's the one who wants to put a ring on a finger, right? A yes. All right, we'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So, quick shout out to our. I really liked her when she was Destiny's Child. Beyonce. Yeah. Cause okay, they... we're we're moving past Beyonce. Though. I'm sorry. I'll, I'm back. We're we're trying to make this a compact episode. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shout out to our uh, one-time producer, also composer, compiler of our theme song, Liz Delise. Um, today is their birthday, so happy birthday, Liz. Happy birthday to you. I'd sing, but Liz does it so much better. <laughs> and um, you said it was someone else's birthday today, right, Mom? It's LJ. Lauren Jackson is 42 today, and she's still playing hoops. Mm, the wonder from down under. Right. Um, yeah, I think she, she came out of retirement to rejoin the, like, Australian national team? I don't think she's with the Opal. She's playing with an Australian national, uh, an Australian professional team, but I don't think, she, she's with the Opals in an executive position, is my understanding. Huh. Okay. All right, well, yeah, I mean, LJ, three-time WNBA MVP. We love her. Um, happy birthday to her. Uh, all right, so we figured that for this episode, we would just sort of focus on off-season happenings um, a lot. I feel like we say this every off-season, but this off-season in particular is just so much going on. Um, we're going to try to keep it short and sweet, though, and just hit the highlights. Um, Mom, I think you would agree the number one highlight of the off-season, great, great news, is that uh, Brittany Griner is free. Absolutely. It's always nice to have our own people home Mm -hmm. bgb free 
Right. And I don't know if you, I can't really remember what your take is, but were you surprised with how quickly she has decided to come back to the WNBA? Um, I'm kind of torn. On one hand, I would gather she's doing this so quickly so she can get back to her normal life. Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, it's going to take so much work for her to get back into shape that um, Brittany won't have time. She won't even have the mental capacity to be reminded of what happened or remembering. She's going to have to concentrate and work really hard. And I think therapeutically, it's a great idea. I hope she can do it. Yeah, me too. Um I mean, yeah, it was pretty shocking. Like, I think it was a week or two after she got back. She already said she wanted to play for the Mercury this year. So, I mean, yeah, we're wishing her the best. And just it's going to be so awesome to see her back on the court, even if it's just like in a limited role. I'm going to be I think we're all going to be like stoked. Actually, mom, you and I just got tickets for BG's first game uh, back in D.C. And that's going to be a lot of fun. But I think we need to send a shout out to Diana Taurasi. Okay. Taurasi went and met Brittany at the Air Force, Air Force base where she was when she landed back in the United States. Hmm. Yeah. Very so cool. shout out to Diana. And um, at uh, BG's press conference, she was like taking digs at Diana for, she was like, who wouldn't want to play on the same team as a living fossil. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, <clears throat> I'll take the humor to hopefully mean that BG is doing well. And Mrs. BG became an attorney. Oh, yeah. I forget her. Sherelle. Sherelle, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, Mazel tov to Sherelle. So there is also one other quick mention you wanted to give before we get into the... I am so excited. So excited. Holly Rowe re-signed with ESPN, and I got to tell you, one of my favorite things is when we turn on the game, it's like, oh, we have Holly. Love it. I don't think anybody loves the game more than Holly does. <laughs> I love that you love Holly so much. I also really, really enjoy her. This other podcast I was listening to, though, uh, recently said that they think that Holly is too close to a lot of the players to provide like objective journalism anymore and i was like really surprised to hear anybody anywhere say something negative about holly because she doesn't just do WNBA; she's like all over espn so um i don't know yeah i was surprised by that comment they said that like her journalism you know is like uh losing a certain objective quality to it these days i thought every college athlete had to know holly Rowe in order to be able to compete i know i think uh, I don't know. I still really enjoy Holly being there. I think she brings so much, like, flair to the broadcast. Okay, so now we will, um, well, we're just going to transition a little clunkily into, we have, um, like, three segments, but really two and a half segments, I'd say, um, to go over that we wanted to include on this episode. So um, we'll just get right into it. So... Normally we do goat check um, is our first segment where we kind of like just talk about one of the great players in the W um, and what they're up to. But mom, you wanted to do it a little different, right? I wanted to talk about the rookies and what these kids are going through right now. Um, 
Jordan Horston, I'm absolutely thrilled that she's with Seattle. And she has a, a Lady Val and Mercedes Russell to help her and to mentor her a little. But a few hours ago, we just found out that Alexis Morris, who was the point guard of the national championship team, was cut by the Connecticut Sun. The emotional roller coaster that the rookies are going through is just amazing. Yeah, I also just saw earlier today that uh, Ladeja Williams, who was also on the the championship LSU team, was cut from, um, I think, the fever. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, I mean, this is a perennial topic, right? We always get into it in the preseason, how too many rookies are cut. Well, I want to just agree with Natasha Cloud. Natasha Cloud said the biggest problem is... We don't have enough teams. We don't have enough spaces for really good players. Good mm-hmm. for you, Natasha. Yeah. Um, Indiana also cut Emily Engsler um, a few, like a She's month ago. She's a mystic ago. now. Oh, the mystics got her? We'll get to see her. Yes. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm okay with that. But it's just, uh, it is pretty shocking. You know, like you're literally the star point guard on the team that two months ago won the national championship. And you're cut right away. And obviously she's not cut because like her performance dipped. It's just like they don't have room to bring on new talent and grow the talent. Right. So this is kind of getting into our, I don't know. Did you have something else to talk about for fetching or is this kind of, we're just fetching though? This is, this is Mike Fetch. I mean, we have some really. Wait, wait, let me set it up. Yes, dear. Okay, so that was Rookie Check, where we talk about some rookies. And now we're going to get into our other main segment, which is Kfelling and Kfetching. Go which, ahead, if you're new, a little. No, no, we're going to keep going with your Kfetch. But if you're new, Kfelling is like uh, rejoicing or something like that in right. Yiddish. And Kfetching, of course, is a Kfetch, is a Kfetch, is a complaint. Right. So, m- Mom, we're getting into your Kfetch right now. Well, my biggest fetch is I feel bad for these kids. Um, and yes, to me, they are kids. I think uh, to anyone, they're kids. They're like 21. <laughs> but they they work so hard. They get the dream of going into the NBA draft. They get drafted. And then they can't get a chance to put on that team shirt to play a real game. So... If they want to continue their careers, they have to go overseas. And how safe is it right now to go overseas? I mean, we all know nobody goes to Russia anymore. But mm-hmm. just the the general feel of what's going on and how disappointed they must be. I feel bad for them. Yeah, I feel bad for them too. It's like um, the league's supposed to expand, but... Uh... It's so difficult because I feel like in a couple of years, this will just like not be a problem once the league is in a better position and then the league can expand and then there'll be more spots. But for now, it is like really unfortunate to see. Well, those twins from, is it Miami, Florida? They just joined the WWE. They're oh, leaving yes. basketball and going into wrestling. What is their last name? I'm drawing a blank. I'm Googling right now, too. Oh, the Cavender sisters. Cavender twins. Cavender twins, right. Haley and Hannah Cavender. Right. Now, would they have made that decision if there had been enough spots in the WNBA? Yeah, I mean, probably not, right? Right. Well, maybe, I think only one of them was, like, really good, right? 
One of them got a lot of attention. One of them did not get as much attention. But they were both solid players. Huh. Okay. Yeah, they went to the WWE, which I recently learned is not even the best. Like, we're supposed to support AEW instead. Some other wrestling league that one of my friends likes. Well, your nephews are really into WWE, so right now it just means that I can talk to them about something. <sighs> okay. Um. Anyhow, this is not a wrestling podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Anything else you wanted to add uh, on your kvetch? It's just it's going to be a rough couple of days. Um, from what I understand, as of yesterday, everybody is expected to be down to 12 players. So Las Vegas is down to 12. Connecticut, well, now after getting rid of Morris, is down to 12. There are going to be a lot more broken hearts in the next couple of days. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, too, because I think a lot of these rookies could potentially get picked up uh, once the season starts, too. You know, if somebody has an injury or whatever happens, you know, like teams realize they want one more player and they only have 11 right now. There could be room. But yeah, I mean, it is sad. I really like Alexis Morris, too. She has like a great personality. So it's just sad that she won't be in the WNBA. And when you look at the um, the path that she has traveled, you know, she started out with Kim Mulkey and Baylor. And for whatever reason, she left Baylor. Good, bad, or indifferent. She kicked around to a couple other teams, came to the realization that the way Kim treated her was the best. She went back to Kim. She worked hard. The team gets a national championship. She's grown as a person and a player. And now they don't want her on a professional team. So. Yeah, it is unfortunate. Um, okay, well, I'm going to get into my Kvel now. Then, Please, Kvel! Which is about <laughs> players who are in the league, uh, will be playing in the league this season. Um we have two super teams in the WNBA this season. I mean, supposedly so-called super teams. Um, so during free agency, Brianna Stewart and Courtney Vandersloot and John Quall Jones, two former MVPs, and Sloot is like the assist queen of the league. They all signed with the New York Liberty to join Sabrina Ionescu. And then Candace Parker signed with the Las Vegas Aces who just won the championship last year. So, and it puts you know, back with Chelsea Gray. With Chelsea Gray and Asia Wilson, Kelsey Plum, um, you know, just a bunch of mega stars on both of these teams. So, you know, I am cavelling because I think it's good for the league when we, when like crazy stuff like this happens. Like it's pretty crazy to have this many former MVPs on the same teams with each other and like this many megastars on each team. Um, everybody says that it's going to be the Aces versus the Liberty in the finals, you know, before the season's even started. Um, they're, the Aces are one and the Liberty are two in the preseason rankings from ESPN. I think it's great. I like that it's, you know, keeping all of the names in the headlines and that kind of thing. But, you know, then Elena Deladon is also coming back uh, healthier than ever this season, planning to play in all 40 games, which is the longest the longest season ever for the WNBA. Regular and, season. Yeah, and EDD is, like, 
Oh, you think there's only two super teams? Well, that makes the Mystics an underdog, and everybody loves an underdog. And she's like, remember that I said this. Absolutely. It was like, uh, you know, for Elena, who's normally just, you know, sugar sweet most of the time, I was like, oh, wow, she's thrown down. So I like all the rivalry, right? Like this rhetoric is fun. Um, It's like helps everybody get amped up for the new season, certainly. I'm like through the roof excited. Um, Are you excited for Saturday? Wait, wait, Mom. Hold on. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was a lead-in. No, no. This is going to be a lead-in, though. Mom, I'm going to lead you in here. What's your take on super teams? Um, It depends on how this plays out, to be very honest with you. If they, what do you mean? If they're super teams and they keep up all the positives we see from the WNBA, that's great. If they're going to do some of the crap that we see in the professional men's league where it's all about me, it's all about me, and we stop playing team ball, no. In the MNBA? Well, that's where, you, that's where I see it the most, yes. Where they okay. bang their chest like, okay, it's five against five, but if you didn't have me, you don't have a chance. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I don't think either of these teams could really say that, right? Because they're all so stacked, but you don't want their egos to get in the way. I don't want their egos to get in the way. I want the teams to play as teams. I want the next generation to see the hard work, the camaraderie, the teaching from one generation to another. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that sounds really lovely. I would love that too. <laughs> uh, it's interesting too because I feel like there have been super teams in the past. Like, um, Okay, the first super team was the Houston Comets. Yeah, yeah, but I'm trying to say like most recently when people might have watched, I feel like Mercury, God, I couldn't remember that name, um, were like super teams when the Mercury had DT, BG, um, Skylar Diggins-Smith, Tina Charles, Diamond to Shields. Everybody was like, oh my God, that's an insane team. That's it. Right. And then also even the Aces when they when Liz Cambage was in the league and it was going to be like Liz and Asia Wilson, and, you know, other people. This Mercury team that I mentioned and the Aces team that I just listed off are, like, examples of recent super teams that did not live up to expectations at all. I mean, the Mercury had, like, maybe the most tumultuous season of any WNBA team ever, and they started with all of those amazing players and ended up squeaking into the playoffs and losing in the first round by a mile. And that Aces team did not go far either and Liz Cambage, you know, whatever. It just didn't work out. Well, so, one one year the Aces got to the finals and just fell apart. It it just looked yeah. like they couldn't hold it together at all. And then the the year after that they like lost in the semifinals or something. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying my point is just it it's fun to like fell over these super teams and have all this hype but i you know i'm not sold on either of them necessarily making it to the finals just yet i i'm not uh you know drinking the kool-aid of it's going to be an aces liberty final i think we have to see how well they play together can they play together well yeah totally i think that's i don't know i'm just really excited to see how it goes you know i just don't think that the finals are a foregone conclusion like a lot of people seem to be saying out there Agreed. In the world. Okay. Well, now I, I think it just begs the question: What do you? Who do you? Let's make a preseason prediction. 
What do you, who do you think the finals will be? This is completely spontaneous. I'm just thinking of this now. Um, do you want me to read off the, um, like, really quickly read off the preseason rankings? No, I have a list in front of me. Um, okay. I, I really like the Mystics in the finals. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. They've been together. They know how to balance their egos. They know how to balance sharing the ball. Yeah. I don't think the Chicago Sky will be in the finals. I think they have too much growth. Connecticut has to get used to a new ju- a new coach, a new way of doing things. And like uh, half of their star players were traded away too. Right. Seattle Storm, also a growth year. I think they'll have a good... I think these teams could have a good year. I just don't see them in the finals. You know what's crazy? ESPN preseason rankings put the Sky at 10 and the Storm at 11. Yeah. <sighs> That's nuts. Too. I mean, I was really like genuinely shocked when I saw that. But I mean, it could be right. It's just like mm-hmm. interesting to hear. I think it will be either New York or the Aces against the Mystics. Okay, but feet to the fire. You gotta you gotta pick a matchup. Uh, well then I'll take Candace. I'll take Candace. I'll take okay. the Aces. The Aces against the Mystics. Oh my mm-hmm. god, that would be so fun. I think. Um, you know, I'm not sure. I think the Aces are going to have a little championship hangover myself. And they have a lot of like, um, well, we can talk about this another time, but they have a lot of turmoil going on. They're under investigation <laughs> for like a few different things right. by the league. I don't know. I think it's going to take a toll. I think it's going to be the Liberty in the finals. Well, against... the other... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no. I think it's going to be the Liberty. I'll just say Liberty against Mystics. That's not very hot of a take, but... Um, I think uh, this is a hot take. I think the Liberty are going to get their first championship for the franchise in league history this season. I think they're going to win the championship. Let's not forget the uh, the Aces coach is being considered for an NBA job, too. So let's just add a little bit more stress to the to the pile. Okay, so that was the quelling section. So the last thing we really wanted to talk about is the forward pass. Which well, is we only have our... to talk about one game this week. Yeah, but forward pass is our game to watch in the coming week. Which I mean, today's the eleventh. Hopefully, I can get this episode published by like tomorrow, and then when's the the game? Four o'clock Saturday. The thirteenth. The thirteenth. Okay, so uh, you're getting very little notice that we think you should watch this game, but. The game, uh, it's surprising for a preseason game, but it will be streamed live on WNBA League Pass, which everyone should just get. It's still only $25, and you get, like, every single game um, of the season, longest season ever. And even if you miss the game, you can go back and watch it again or whatever. You can watch it after it airs live, also on League Pass. So definitely worth watching. Oh, excuse me. Definitely worth watching. It's a... Who's playing, Mom? It is... Oh, geez, you didn't tell me there was going to be a test. I forgot to write it down. Okay, it's the Chicago Sky against the Minnesota Lynx. There you go. Well, they don't have a long drive to go to Canada for a game. Yeah, and it's going to be played in Toronto. Which is just right over the river. Yeah, and a potential expansion city. So I think, like, engagement domestically in Canada will be monitored quite closely. 
Um, but yeah, it's Saturday, May 13th at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Or just go back and watch it afterwards on League Pass. Um, and then, Mom, when does the regular season tip off? May 19th. Friday, May 19th. So hopefully you're listening to this before then. And uh, yeah, mark your calendars because that weekend is going to be nuts. It's like a ton of games packed in for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that weekend. Um, Yeah, anyhow, I think that about does it for this preseason episode, but we hope everyone's very excited. We are very excited over here. Um, Yeah, thank you again for listening. We'll be back in a couple weeks with more stuff to talk about. Um, In the meantime, feel free to interact with us on Instagram. We are at WMBHeyPod. And um, feel free to email us to any thoughts or anything. Um, we are uh, WMBHeyPod at gmail.com. And we tick and, and talk. Oh, I guess we tick and talk. The TikTok's a little more abundant right now, but um, okay. Uh, if we get some engagement, I'll maybe I'll try to bring it back. Okay. Um, but yeah, also please, uh, if you get a hot sec, please rate, review our podcast, follow us, subscribe to our podcast, especially on like Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That would be great just because we want to build the pod a little bit and then I mean, who knows, maybe we'll get some amazing players to be interviewed or something. Okay, Those doke. are probably some pod goals for us. I don't know. Any other final thoughts, mom? We're back. <laughs> indeed you heard it here we're back um great all right well i'll talk to you later mom all right love you gorgeous have a great night love you too What if I get? Oh, I'm gonna try to get get a little more comfortable. Oh, my back. Okay. Testing one two. Testing one two.